content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Stephanie Lucretio. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. It's the top news and views of the week from the Defender Newsletter and the Children's HealthDefense.org with Stephanie Lucretio. Hey, Stephanie, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Bernadette? I'm great. So happy to be here. I broke a world record with a bunch of other people. Marie and I did. A Guinness World (laughs) Record on Saturday night. It feels so good. It is kind of cool. That's right. I love it. I know. Oh, my gosh. So we we met Chris Gronkowski up at Dragon Stadium in in Southlake. Southlake. And they had, he had a Guinness Book of World Record uh, as the most uh, relay protein shakes uh, shaken, shaken at, the, at, at once. And so, in a relay. In yeah. a relay. And it was crazy. And we, got, we were down towards the end and we were shaking. And you walk up to the Guinness <laughs> guy, you know, he's all in the official suit with like the gold emblem on uh-huh. it and everything. And it was so cool. I'm so glad we did it, you know. You had uh, to wow. shake How many approach? shakes did you shake? Well, uh, there was like what three hundred over three hundred and eighty something, I think. But it was the record was two hundred and something. Yeah. So yeah, take that. We brought. I love it. I'm joking, of course. Oh, my gosh. I'm typically not braggadocious at all. I'm just trying to be funny. But uh, (laughs) you had to shake the shaker for 10 seconds, and I swear I got up there, and I was worried I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And I actually had the the, – it was – and I've got it on – someone videotaped it for us, so I'll Uh put it out on social uh, after the show. But it was was really fun, Uh, and and I just wanted to share it with our audience uh, because, you know, life can be very difficult, and we know that because when we meet on Mondays, we talk about some very difficult topics of the top news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter. And I encourage everyone out there to go to the children's health org and sign up for the newsletter. And then you're in the know, you know, you know what's going on. Uh, it's very current. Then some of these things happen overnight, literally. And so let's go through them. You want to start with the first story, Stephanie? Let's ready? do it. All right. Well, okay. So the first headline reads FDA finds safety signal of seizures in children two to five after COVID mRNA vaccines. Stephanie, can you share the findings from a new study led by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, a.k.a. FDA, uh, regarding safety issues in children two to five years old after receiving the COVID mRNA vaccine? This should be very disturbing to any parents that listen, and the fact that you're not hearing it on mainstream news is even Mm. more disturbing because Mm. if this was a supplement, you know this would be, like, out there all over the place. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But... Researchers have detected a potential safety signal for seizures and convulsions in children ages 2 to 4 for the Pfizer vaccine and ages 2 to 5 for the Moderna vaccine. The total number of cases was 72, with over 50% meeting the definition for febrile seizures. The median time between vaccination and seizures or convulsion was two days, with 32% occurring the day or the day after the vaccination. All seizures and convulsions took place within seven days of the vaccine, 
The signal emerged through a real-time, a near-real-time surveillance of more than 4 million children vaccinated. The researchers of the preprint study cautioned that the results should be interpreted carefully, given the study limitations. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean... <laughs> you know, just laugh. Can we just pause to laugh at the absurdity of that statement? Well, yeah, and, then, and why is mainstream media not talking about it? These are the children of our country and all over the world, not just America. I'm sure it's happening uh, in other countries, too, not just here. Um, and so nobody's going to do anything about it? Well, when Pfizer is the one sponsoring the news and the broadcast that are supposed to be bringing you the news, you could see where it might be a little uh, tilted to the way that they want it to sound. Uh Because if that news actually broke, think about what would happen if mainstream media was talking about this. Uh There would be mass panic because so many people, children and adults, you know, unfortunately allowed fear to make that decision for them at a time when things were really challenging. And a lot of people were forced because of whether it's the job or getting pressure from schools, colleges, whatever it is, to make decisions that, unfortunately, you cannot undo. And that's why I always say to parents that we can always choose to vaccinate, but once you vaccinate, you can't go back on that decision if your child is injured, harmed, or even killed as a result of that choice. No, you can't. Uh, and, and that in itself, I mean, and you, you hear about seizures with other vaccines, not just the COVID-19 vaccine. I know people that have that have children that I, I, I don't want to say this person's name, but I know somebody very um, close uh, in my circle who uh, whose daughter started having seizures after getting childhood vaccinations like within I, I forget, I think it was in like within a couple of weeks. Right. And um, and they never really put two and two together. And the pediatrician, of course, like, you know. Uh, just kind of excused it away that there could not be a correlation between the two. But you hear it all the time. I mean, it's written about uh, those those types of reactions to vaccines are in the book uh, Thermosol, th- uh, Thimerosal, Let the Science Speak, which we're going to be talking about in here in a couple of minutes. Uh, that was a book that was written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Mark Hyman, M.D., and Martha R. Herbert, who's a Ph.D. and an M.D. They wrote a book about it in 2014. This is not new, right? But do they, did they have have any kind of um, specific uh, reason for why this particular reaction was happening so quickly with the COVID-19 vaccine, or do they not have that discovery yet? I don't think that they have that specifically. I mean, I know that the study also identified myocarditis and pericarditis safety signals in mostly male children, 12 Mm -hmm. to 17 years old. However, since each of these conditions were a known adverse outcome, according to the researchers, so they did not conduct any further follow-up. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, um, it's something that, unfortunately, you know, parents need to start really diving into this research and looking beyond the mainstream sources to really see mm-hmm. what's going on. And, and the Defender is a great source, as is Children's Health Defense TV, CHD TV, of highlighting the things that you, unfortunately, won't be able to get from mainstream sources these days. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy they're not reporting on it. But we're going to go to the next story. The next story reads, the the headline from the Defender newsletter reads, CDC wants pregnant women to get four vaccines. More and more women are saying no. Stephanie, what does this piece written by award-winning journalist Mike Capuzzo report? Well, before we get into this, let's just celebrate the fact that more and more women are saying no. I know. I just want to say to the women that are listening, anybody that's listening that feels that pressure, I want to reassure people that no, 
is a complete sentence. It does not require validation. It does mm-hmm. not require justification. It simply is no, and it could be no to a doctor that is trying to push for vaccines on you or your children. So mm-hmm. the inspiring part of Mike Capuzzo's reporting is that more women are saying no. NBC News on Tuesday led its online broadcast with what the network said was the biggest news in the world, and it was President Biden to visit Israel and vaccine hesitancy on the rise for pregnant women. So it made the top headlines on mainstream wow. news, which is amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. The infuriating part of the story for me is that as the uh, the winter respiratory illnesses season rapidly approaches, the CDC mm-hmm. for the first time is recommending four vaccines during pregnancy, the flu vaccine, Tdap, RSV, and the COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Neil Silverman, a maternal fetal medicine specialist at UCLA Health, said we are meeting more resistance than I ever remember. We didn't get this kind of pushback on this scale before the pandemic. Now all vaccines are lumped together as bad. Medical experts interviewed by the Defender criticized the CDC's recommendation and its report on vaccine hesitancy. One of those experts, Dr. James Thorpe, a Florida physician, board certified in obstetrics and gynecology who has practiced obstetrics for more than 42 years, urges more women to say no to COVID-19 vaccines in particular, which he calls an abomination of science, an abomination of corrupted healthcare system. Wow. And I would agree 100 percent based on everything I've read. I've got books all over here and there's lots of books uh, written. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday at lunch and telling her about the book. And you and I have talked about this before. Dissolving Illusions. Susan Humphrey. She's a medical doctor who was uh, she's a renal uh, kidney expert, you know, and she saw firsthand what the flu shot did and caught it caused um, kids kidney disease and kidney failure, um, kidney or kidney um, injury. And she went to the head of the hospital to talk to him about it. And they basically told her, we never had this conversation. Leave it alone or you're going to be fired from this hospital. She ultimately um, went on to uh, write a book about it. It's called Dissolving Illusions, and it's all in there. But she was a leading expert uh, on kidney on kidneys and renal health. And uh, it's just fascinating to me and, and it's very disturbing how big this lie is and how long it's been going on, Right. Yeah, and how many people it's impacted? I mean, this is a particularly infuriating headline for me as a person who received the flu vaccine seven months pregnant with my son and had Mm. five miscarriages after and could never have a second child. And the crazy thing is every reproductive endocrinologist would, like, just scratch their head and be like, is it really? You really had your son without any interventions? You didn't have IVF or do anything? I'm like, no, did nothing. Nothing Mm -hmm. has changed. Mm -hmm. But that was the one thing that changed everything. So people really need to think about the decisions that they're making, especially when you're pregnant. I mean, the absurdity of telling a pregnant woman to get four different injections over the course of her pregnancy with millions and millions of toxic chemicals and heavy metals and all kinds of things that we're told to avoid during pregnancy. I mean, you can't eat pasteurized cheeses or deli meats, but go and get all these vaccines. (laughs) And maybe at one time, like, depending on where you go, it's just people have to look because the sad thing is we, we question a lot of things, but for some reason when it comes to vaccines, it's just like this almost like a religion of believing mm-hmm. this is what you have mm-hmm. to do to keep mm-hmm. yourself and your family safe, and it's yeah. quite the opposite, actually. 
Yeah, it is quite the opposite. And we've been brainwashed uh, as a world, as a nation. We have. Um, I'm looking at the clock. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. More coming up with Stephanie Lucretio. Everyone, we are going over the top uh, news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter and the childrenshealthdefense.org. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients, working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story, and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com. For your heart, for your health. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Stephanie Lucretio. We are broadca- broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Stephanie Lucretio is the Advocacy and Outreach Manager at CHD, that's Children's Health Defense. She works to amplify the voices of those fighting for issues impacting the health and freedom of our children. Stephanie provides support, encouragement, and action steps advocates can take to build the more beautiful world we all want our children to live in. Uh, Their website is simply childrenshealthdefense.org, and we're going over the top news and views of the week. Any more comments about the pregnant women uh, and the vaccines that you wanted to to say? Anything anything more about that, Stephanie? I'm just going to say the last thing that um, was said in the Defender article, and it's a quote, the golden rule of pregnancy is you don't ever use a novel substance in pregnancy ever. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a physician or a, no, a nurse. You don't have to have any education to know that. That was from Dr. Thorpe. And I think mm-hmm. that's a very important golden rule for anybody who's listening that is pregnant or thinking about becoming pregnant. Mm-hmm. I would agree 100%. I mean, even when you're breastfeeding, you have to be careful, right? <laughs> And, and yeah. while you're pregnant, of course, but I mean, I, you know, the, the, the famous book, or uh, some people would say the infamous book, what to expect when you're expecting. Oh my gosh, the things that you have to be aware of when you're pregnant. And the last thing you would want to do is put some potential 
potentially harmful toxic substance in your body um, that could carry on into uh, to carry through to the baby's blood uh, and 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 their well-being. I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. But we will go to the next story. Uh, the top, the next top news story from the Defender newsletter is Big Pharma. It reads: Off its conflicts of interest are real. Why RFK Jr. is right on thimerosal. And so, Stephanie, who is Dr. Paul Offit, and what is his conflict of interest, and why is RFK Jr. right about thimerosal? Well, Dr. Offit is an interesting character, to say the very least. He is the Merck Endowed Director of the Vaccine Education at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. We fondly refer to it as CHOP here in the Mm -hmm. Northeast. Mm-hmm. He is also part of the VERBAC, the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee. He is considered an authority in his field and quite persuasive, persuasive in his arguments. However, his commentary employs several logical fallacies that need to be addressed. For instance, he often dismisses those who question vaccine safety as, quote, anti-vaccine, rather than addressing the scientific concerns that they raise. The need for more comprehensive research is not a fringe opinion, but a scientific necessity. Bobby Kennedy has been calling for more research on the safety and efficacy of vaccines for years. Uh Offit also frequently cites the consensus quote as somehow being above scrutiny when vaccine safety is on center stage. Citing consensus among medical organizations does not provide definitive proof of universal or sufficient vaccine safety. So I'll pause there for a moment because I could tell that you have something you want to say. <laughs> well, no, I was just listening, actually. Uh, one thing I oh, do, okay. I love the cartoon in this piece. It's a picture of RFK Jr. standing in, uh, in front of a big uh, uh, what you, a steamroller that's got DNC and Big Pharma uh, like as a logo on it <laughs> with two, two big vaccines in the back. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. I don't know who, who drew it, but it was spot on. But, you know, uh, there's so much that, I mean, he, there's been a whole book written about it. Like I said, um, Thimerosal, Let the Science Speak, the evidence supporting the immediate removal of mercury, a known neurotoxin from vaccines. Uh, the preface was written by Dr. a highly respected Dr. Mark Hyman. He's a medical doctor and uh, the introduction was written by Martha uh, Herbert, Ph.D. and M.D., another very honorable doctor, assistant professor of neurology at Harvard Medical School and pediatric neuroscientist at Massachusetts General Hospital. These people are smart, okay? They know what they're talking about. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't understand how, how this, is a, this, this lie is continuing. I really, I can't even wrap my head around the greed and, the, and just the, uh, I, the malice. At this point, I feel like what's been happening is absolute intentional malice. It absolutely is. I mean, and there's been so many concerns regarding vaccine safety and the use of thimerosal, which is a mercury-containing compound included in multi-dose vials. Offit asserts that thimerosal, this mercury-based preservative used in some vaccines, is safe and does not contribute to adverse health outcomes. However, this claim overlooks a body of evidence suggesting otherwise. Offit has several financial ties that are worth nothing for a balanced perspective. Mm-hmm. He holds a consultant position with Merck, a major pharmaceutical company. Merck funds his research to the tune of $1.5 million. Wow. also has received $350,000 grant from Merck for the development of a rotavirus vaccine in the past. So, mm-hmm. you know,
know, this whole thing of following the money is really important because when you're looking at these doctors sitting on TV that are recommending these things and making claims about safety and efficacy, they say follow the science when in actuality you should follow the money because if you look at the money and who is giving these people grants, who is lining the pockets of the politicians that are pushing legislation, it all goes back to the same people that are funding the TV stations Mm -hmm. that we're watching, and that is the pharmaceutical yeah, well, is, isn't Dr. Paul Offit the one that uh, Joe Rogan had on his show on his podcast as well? And he and a lot of people challenged him to have a debate with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and he refused. Is that the same guy we're talking about? I believe yeah, Bobby has challenged many people to debates, <laughs> Fauci himself included, and mm-hmm. I believe Offit was one of them. Nobody clearly has ever taken Bobby up on his offer because they know that they would lose miserably. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, uh, these doctors are afraid to speak up. Look at what they did to Dr. Meryl Nass. They, they, they tarred and feathered her. They, uh, I mean, what's been going on with her? And she, ha- oh, my gosh. You know, they're trying, they try to break you um, with these lawsuits, and it's very complicated. I can't get into all of it now, and I, and I don't have the notes in front of me. But, oh, my gosh, when I watched uh, a... Um, a piece on children, a CHG TV, where Mary Holland and I, I and uh, Dr. Merrill Nass, and there was another gentleman as well, Greg. I want to say Glazer. Yes, yep. the three of them spoke about what ha- what happened to Dr. Merrill Nass and. What doctor's going to want that? To, who wants to have their life destroyed by big pharma and big media? You know, I mean, who wants that? Nobody does. It's a very scary thing. But thank goodness that she had the bravery to stand up against them. And, and I hope in the end she will win. But why would someone do that? It's, it's got to be very, very scary unless they all band together. In fact, there's a, there's a doctor's organization. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. I'm That's looking LPCC? at Marie. Um, it's like a hundred doctors that have gotten together so far, maybe more now that have band together and basically trying to stand up, you know, against big pharma and these mandates. Uh, Yeah, yeah. we do need it. We do need that. And it's, you know, if one person goes out there on their own, it's the same thing with advocacy. You know, there is so much power and strength that comes in numbers when people know that they're not alone. They don't have to fend for themselves and they have the support and the resources available that come with having community. And I think that that's important for our doctors Uh as well, because just like everybody else, they have to provide, they have to put food on the table, they have bills to pay. And when you're going through all this litigation, it really does have an impact on everything. But if we have thousands of doctors standing up and saying, something's wrong here. I mean, you yeah. know, I always think about that when those when the nurses and the doctors were lining up to get the shot and there was mm-hmm. people that were crying online. It's like if everybody were to stand together and say, you know what, we're not coming to work tomorrow. Figure out how to run the hospital without us. Yeah. And it's a hard decision to make. It is but hard. The truth of the matter is that the way that the sick care system is going right now, because that's really what it is, mm-hmm. there's going to be less and less ability for doctors to actually maintain and uphold that oath to do no harm because we're moving towards a very militant style of medicine that there's one way to do things and that's the only way Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was reading an article this morning right before the show about uh, Americans on prescription drugs for half of their lives. Uh, it says Americans spend about half of their lives on prescription drugs, and the number of people taking five or more drugs at the same time is rising, according to recent research. The study published in the journal uh, Demography on, uh, d- it's called Demography, on October 1, looked at the number of years that Americans are on prescription drugs based on the data from 15,000 households from 1996 to 2019. The analysis estimated that a boy born in 2019 will have a life expectancy of uh, 76.59 years, uh, out of which he will be on prescription drugs for nearly 37 or 48% of his life. For newborn girls, life expectancy was calculated to be 82 years, out of which nearly 48 years or 60% will be spent on prescription drugs. And it's like, that oh is staggering and so very <laughs> scary. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, we're going to talk about it. I think one of the stories is about the, the yeah. percentage of people that are on uh, on prescription drugs for psychiatric, on psychiatric drugs. meds. Yeah. I mean, yep. and you think, and I think there's a relationship to that in school shootings, too. I mean, all this is happening for a reason. And, and, and we must talk about it as a nation. We must talk about it as a world. We cannot continue at this pace. We just can't. And it's, it's so no. wrong on so many levels, especially for the children. They deserve better than this. They do. From our media, from our government, from our people, everybody needs to stand up to this just insatiable greed that has just taken over this country. That's how I feel I about it. I could not agree with you, Mom. <laughs> sitting here nodding my head. All right. And I'm looking at the <laughs> clock, and we have just blown through another couple of, another segment, so we need to go to break. Everyone stay tuned. More coming up with Stephanie Lucretio and One Life Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts, and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. 
Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Stephanie Lucretio. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're going over the top news and views of the week from the Defender Newsletter and the Children's Health Defense.org with Stephanie Lucretio, my East Coast sister. Uh, she is the advocacy and outreach manager at CHD. She works to amplify the voices of those fighting for issues impacting the health and freedom of our children. Stephanie provides support, encouragement, and action steps advocates can take to build the more beautiful world we all want our children to live in. You can find Stephanie at childrenshealthdefense.org. Okay, the sixth headline, or I should say the fifth headline, from the uh, top news and views of the week, the Defender Newsletter is Order Today, RFK Jr.'s latest book, The Wuhan Cover-Up. So, Stephanie, what can you tell us about RFK Jr.'s newest book coming out in just a few weeks? And how was Dwight D. Eisenhower right? So the Wuhan cover-up picks up where the real Anthony Fauci leaves off, unveiling a global conspiracy of epic proportions and lethal con consequences. And as far as Dwight Eisenhower, in 1961, outgoing President Dwight D. Eisenhower warned against the rise of the, quote, military-industrial complex and the danger that a scientific technological elite could hijack public policy. Eisenhower's warning was prognostic. Here we are. Mm -hmm. So... Using the pandemic as a case study, Kennedy details how a cartel of run-amuck military intelligence, public health, biopharmaceutical, tech, and media interests successfully positioned biosecurity at the forefront of U.S. foreign policy. The Wuhan cover-up explains core features of the biosecurity apparatus, including experiments that cloak military aims behind civilian benefits, especially the development of vaccines to fight infectious disease, quote. The military-driven pandemic preparedness and response agenda turned the COVID-19 pandemic into a trillion-dollar industry. Mm -hmm. It also ushered in totalitarian controls, censorship, isolation, the militarization of medicine, and coercive vaccine mandates. It's definitely a must-read. It's coming out later this year. The deadline keeps getting pushed because Bobby... Mm -hmm keeps writing things so yeah. we're working on it <laughs> and he's a little busy <laughs> he's a little Trying. busy yeah but he's it, a little busy it's gonna be a bombshell book and you know just like the real anthony fauci oh, yeah. i feel like these books that are, they're great to give around the time of christmas and holiday mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um whatever holiday you celebrate just to start to have the conversation i gave the book mm -hmm. to several people the real anthony fauci we have vax unvax that came out so there's a lot of great publications on the chd website and i encourage people you know planting seeds it takes time you don't give a book or a piece of paper oh, for yeah. someone to read and think that it's just going to change their minds and change mm -hmm. their heart immediately it is those little touches those little touches sending articles sending books sending things for people to read to look at to watch because if you think about it, we're inundated with the other side of it from the news and all the mainstream places. Right. So we have to counter that with the things that we put in front of people and hope that mm -hmm. over time 
it starts to penetrate and people start to ask the critically thinking questions that they need to really see the world for what it is and not the picture that's painted on mainstream media. Mm-hmm. It, it comes out, yeah, it's been pushed back a couple of times, but I can't wait. I pre-ordered mine a couple of months ago, and you can go to Amazon and pre-order it so you get it the minute it comes out. It's called The Wuhan Cover-Up and the Terrifying Bioweapons Arms Race, written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., New York Times best-selling author. He's quite a writer. <laughs> and, and, you know, he is. He really is, and he's uh, meticulous in his research as well, and uh, I'm very uh, happy that he's I know you can't comment but I'm personally thrilled he's running for president and I just hope that he wins okay let's go to uh, the next headline testing reveals high level of toxic pesticides in foods sold by top 20 fast food chains Stephanie this story is much bigger than the headline reveals on so many levels but how did fast food chains first of all how did they infiltrate our school lunch programs and why did moms across America call on Congress to help fix it It's such a great question, and honestly, fast food has no place in schools. It's unfortunate that it's so convenient, so it is a temptation for a lot of parents, and we've all fallen prey to going through a drive-thru and grabbing things for our kids. But the fact that it's so uh, involved in the school lunch program, and that's the primary thing that you're seeing on the menu, is infuriating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Moms Across America called on Congress to invest in organic foods for school lunches after testing showed high levels of glyphosate and other pesticide chemicals and products sold by the 20 most popular fast food restaurants, some of which supply school lunches. All top brands tested positive for glyphosate, the main ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup herbicide, and roughly 76% tested positive for other harmful pesticides. Dr. Michelle Perro, a pediatrician and executive director for GMO Science, also spoke during the briefing. She said the pesticide levels found in U.S. fast food signaled a national health catastrophe with glyphosate leading the charge of the daily poisoning of American citizens. Mm. It's really quite scary. Well, yeah. And not only that, you know, those types of foods are developed specifically to hit these bliss points with the right amount of sugar and salt and fat. So it's it's very excitatory in the brain. Right. Which makes it addicting, very addicting. And it's nutrient deficient and it's made with bad seed oils and glyphosate and all these like poor ingredients. It goes even beyond that. And then we wonder why we've got so many children that are uh, suffering from anxiety and 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 just, you know, so many uh, problems even anorexia, all these things, all those nutrients are critical, especially in a, in a, in when a, ch- a child's brain is developing and especially when they're teenagers, they need, they need uh, good quality food, right? Absolutely. And you, you also think about the fact, you know, I know New York City public schools growing up, I mean, basically, even in a blizzard, they would keep the school open. And the justification was that for so many New York City children, it was the only hot meal that they would get would be the meal that they got in school. So it's even more of an important reason for Mm -hmm. them to provide nutritionally sound food for our children, for their minds, for their bodies, for them to be able to sit in school and actually absorb the information that's being taught to them, not to mention that you combine the horrible food that they're feeding them in school with the fact that many of these schools don't get adequate recess and movement in the schools. I mean, it is a catastrophe in the making in so many ways. So I'm so thankful to Zen and Moms Across America for all that they're doing to bring Mm -hmm. attention to this really important topic because the saying, you are what you eat, I mean, if you think about that and you think about what's in our food, it's pretty terrifying. 
Oh, it is. I love Zen Honeycutt. She's been on the show many, many times in the past. And, you know, um, I was shocked with some of these. Like the In-N-Out Burger is is talked about here. Uh, In-N-Out Burger. There's uh, Subway's Footlong Veggie Delight showed nearly 300 uh, PPB of glyphosate. Two kinds of Panera Bread sandwiches. uh, Even, uh, but the lowest glyphosate levels were found in Chipotle mills. uh, So that's good. But, I mean, we shouldn't be feeding our, uh, uh, we shouldn't be feeding our children any kind of fat. Food. I mean, what are we thinking? <laughs> and then, the, if you really want to be infuriated, you think about the fact that 64 other countries do not allow GMOs in their food. So, exactly. those same chains that are poisoning our kids here in the United States are producing higher quality versions of the crappy food in our drive-throughs mm-hmm. for their European counterparts and all the other parts of the world that say no to these toxic chemicals. So, once yeah. again. We are the guinea pigs for big industry to see. Let's see how this goes. Let's just Mm -hmm. put it in the food and roll the dice and see how people make out. Then we wonder why those staggering numbers of the number of medications that people need to be on in order to live healthy. Gee, I wonder why that is. Yeah, and, you know, I remember reading an article uh, in the New York Times from like six years ago, I think it was, which now I don't read the New York Times at all. I don't trust them. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't trust them, especially after the hit piece they did on the Dirty Dozen. Um, a lot of the people that are standing up to all of this this greed and this just this, this big lie we've been told. Um, but the New York Times did an article on China and Russia that they would not take our genetically modified corn. So they're not taking it, right? But, but we feed it to our kids. And it was it's just kind of crazy. When you think about it, it's crazy. And, you know, I think that the thing that parents have to do is vote with their wallets. I think that there's so much power in boycotting companies that are named in these articles and and flooding their phones with phone calls of concern at the staggering numbers of glyphosate and Mm -hmm. toxic chemicals in the food. Because I remember back in the day when my son was born, he was 2007, I remember walking up and down the aisles and like wanting to feed him everything whole and organic. Mm-hmm. And that non-GMO verified label was just starting to pop up on things. Yeah. It was very hard to find. If you go up and down the grocery store aisle now, there are so many products that have that mm-hmm. non-GMO verified oh, yeah. certification, so much so that it actually makes me question what's going on with that. Because yeah. Some of the people that label it, I'm like, is this actually real? But my prayer and my hope is that it is real in the sense that people are making purchasing decisions to say, you know what, I'm not getting this version of Mm -hmm. this cereal because I know that there's all these chemicals. I'm going to go for this version knowing Mm -hmm. that I'm making a better choice for me and my family. And if we do that over and over again, my hope is that more companies will start to eliminate because at the end of the day, you know, it's all about the money for these companies. So if they're seeing a deficit in their bottom line, they're going to have to rework things and make it more palatable for consumers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said dirty dozen. I meant disinformation dozen or whatever it was. I know what you meant. I was like, wait, what am I? Dirty what dozen I? used to be my thing, and now my brain automatically goes to disinformation <laughs> dozen, so I totally knew it. <laughs> I think the dirty dozen, isn't that the name of a, that used to be the name of a movie or a television show or something, right? I don't know. I think it was the Dirty Dozen is also that list or a of movie? Like the I don't top know. Foods to, top foods uh, to get organic that have the most pesticides and chemicals. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, and I and we're gonna, we have to go to break, but I want to put this out there again because uh, given a choice, cows, there was a study that was done back many, many years ago. They were give, These cows in a field were given a choice to eat genetically modified corn or regular corn. They would not 
eat the genetically modified corn. But now we know that they're that's basically what they feed them. They feed them genetically modified corn. So unless you're eating good quality meat from a from a good um, a producer, uh, you, you're getting genetically modified uh, beef as well um, because they feed it corn or, and all the other animals too. I'm not as astute on that topic as I'd like to be, but I do know that um, that it's just not good for them and it's not good for us. So, and they don't even naturally want to eat it. So that speaks volumes to me. Animals were a lot; they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know. So All right, <laughs> we're gonna go to break. We'll be right back. More coming up with Stephanie Lacrecio and the Children's Health Defense.org. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense second annual conference, Rise and Resist, in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th, and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on Leave. Join the fight and remember, people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Stephanie Lucretio. We're going to finish up the top uh, 10 news and views of the week from the Defender Newsletter and the Children's Health Defense.org with Stephanie. Okay, Stephanie, the, the next headline reads, one in six adults taking psychiatric drugs and doctors now prescribing them for young kids too. Okay, so... Stephanie, personally speaking, uh, this piece was written by Dr. Joseph Mercola and is one of the most important stories I feel that's been ever written. Can you tell our audience what Dr. Mercola reported um, and, and just tell us what, his report, what he reported in this piece? It's very disturbing. I agree. It's super important. And, you know, we've been covering this personally. I've hosted several shows on Good Morning CHD. And on October 2nd, Andrew Tebow was our guest. His documentary, Speed Demons, is available free on Amazon Prime. It's a great watch for anyone wanting to learn more mm-hmm. about the subject. Mm-hmm. So violence, including suicide and homicide, is a serious side effect of at least 25 different psychiatric drugs, some of which are now given to young children, toddlers, and even babies. 
The proportion of adults taking at least one drug where suicide is a potential side effect hit 23.5% as of 2013. As of 2014, 38.4% of American adults were on one or more medications that can cause depression as a side effect. Mm. Antidepressants are routinely used as a first-line treatment for depression, while studies show their effectiveness is on par with placebo. And at the same time, serious side effects are often ignored, denied, or hidden. Mm-hmm. Like when Eli Lilly paid victims of Paxil-induced violence to shield damaging data about another drug that could have influenced the jury's determination about the manufacturer's responsibility in a 1989 mass shooting. So there is a correlation. I mean, we know from the shows that we've done that the, all the shooters, the common denominator is the fact that they're on some sort of psychotropic medication. Mm-hmm. Um, Other research has shown that antidepressants increase aggression in children and adolescents by a factor of two to three, an important finding considering the many school shootings where the killers were on the drugs for depression. In 2014, the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, a mental health watchdog group, highlighted data showing that in 2013, an astounding 274,000 babies under the age of one were given psychiatric drugs. Wow, that's crazy. That is insane. Crazy. That, it is crazy. Oh, and, it, you know, this piece, everyone needs to read this. It's, it's, it's disturbing, but it's a must read. It's written by Dr. Joseph Mercola, as I said, but there's so much in here. I mean, talking about how Eli Lilly hid Prozac's dangers um, and the Brit, uh, British Medical Journal accuses e, uh, Eli Lilly of hiding the smoking gun. When I read stuff like that, and, I, and I've had people that I, that, that I know, that I know well, that have had children that have had, you know, bad reactions to being put on, uh, you know, drugs for depression like Prozac and become suicidal and homicidal, I can't even tell you how, how angry it makes me. It's so upsetting to think they know this is a danger, and yet they are destroying not just the child's life, but the family. And, and potentially, right. uh, I mean, it, it's just got so much p- potential for harm. And I just don't know how we can let this continue. And just reading it's it, why crazy. again, why isn't this headline news? Right? It should be. And let me tell you, there was a story I did. I, I don't remember if it was September or August, but there was a young teenage girl that was on some sort of psychotropic medication. And she was, I think, weaning off. And she killed her brother, stabbed him to death in a psychotic rage that she Uh didn't remember. And I had to play the video Uh. of the body cam from the police officer getting to the scene of the crime. And this Uh. poor child was so distraught and so confused and so overrun with so much emotion and regret and shame and sorrow and and fear about what was going to, am I going to spend the rest of my life in jail? I didn't even know what I was doing. I don't remember anything. What happened? What happened? Like I had no idea what went on. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a scary thing to think about. And if one of the other statistics that I want to read, and then I know that we have to move on, but this, this really infuriated me in the toddler category, that's two to three years old. 318,997 were on anti-anxiety drugs, 46,102 were on antidepressants, 10,000 were prescribed ADHD drugs, and 3,760 were on antipsychotics, two to three-year-olds. Like, let that sink in for a moment. Yeah. 
that's why I said this this piece is very disturbing it really it, it it just really really bothers me and it should everyone out there listening these are people these are families and children their lives are in the balance their lives are destroyed after something like that it's it's hard to even wrap your head around and I say damn the pharmaceutical companies damn them for letting this continue to happen it should not be happening anywhere in the world that a child is harmed by a drug especially knowing that this this is a potential for danger and they know it and they've been hiding it and it's just wrong it's wrong on every level um i could talk the the rest of the playbook yeah it's the same playbook or drugs cover it up cover it up correlation doesn't equal causation there's nothing to see here look over here all the shiny bright objects that we're putting on the news yeah uh, which is the next story. Why, why, why won't the CDC do proper safety trials on childhood vaccines? Follow the money. That's the title of the story written by uh, the conservative woman. What did, she, what did this article have to say? Um, so Stephanie? our government is there to be protecting our children, and independent studies into the vaccination program are long overdue. The reason that they won't tackle this is purely financial. It could cost billions in compensation and could potentially bankrupt countries. We're constantly told by our health authorities that childhood vaccinations help train young immune systems and that vaccinated children are healthier than unvaccinated. Anybody that believes that, I encourage you right now to go on Amazon.com yeah. and buy the newest book from CHD, Vax Unvaxed, by Brian, by Brian Hooker and Robert mm-hmm. F. Kennedy Jr. There is so much information in there that will show you that that is absolutely yeah. not the case. It's not the case. I got a hundred official. The yes. music is playing. I have to cut you off. I, I hate that. We always have, okay. we just always have so much uh, to talk about. This is all really important. <laughs> Stephanie, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. And thank you so much for uh, all, your, all your, your passion and your knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> always good to be with you, Bernadette. Oh, Sending you thank love you. and hugs to oh, all of you thank over you. there. Thank you. Thank you for playing that on Monday. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that song. All right. Bye. Take care, Stephanie. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Sign up for the Children's Health Defense. Uh, newsletter, The Defender.